Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. All locked up, bound for Golden Point seemingly. 20 apiece here at Redcliffe. Sean Johnson steps around Horsburgh and makes sure of it. Johnson's done it again. At Redcliffe, back-to-back wins at this venue in Golden Point for the Warriors. They're loving life. Well, a lot of people did predict they'd come back and be better than they were against the Storm the week before, but I don't think a lot of people predicted they'd actually get up on that uh, woeful performance, but they did. And does that not sum up the Warriors in a nutshell in the space of eight days? Quite incredible. Sean Johnson providing uh, that uh, very, very neatly taken drop goal. Uh, He did it with ease, and uh, they were jubilant. We're jubilant too because we've got uh, Andrew Voss back in his normal slot on a Monday morning to look at the NRL over the weekend. And uh, Vossi, yep, they're great, those Warriors, aren't they? <laughs> Smithy, good morning. Well, look, a win's a win. You take winning over losing. And when you've been beaten 70 points to 10 the previous week, I say there is some credit because, you know, it is a, a regrouping week. I will say on the field goal, I mean, Sean Johnson must have thought, dead set, this is Christmas. You know, to only have one bloke coming out on a field goal charge down yeah. first minute of Golden Point, Sean Johnson's going to step. I was shouting from a lounge room, Sean's going to step him. <laughs> and of course he stepped him and just yeah. regrouped and couldn't believe that no one... When you saw the lower ground, um, the low ground or ground level replay, the looks on the camera face, I think it was Adam Elliott, he suddenly then reacted at the last second like, no boys, you missed your chance. You can't have... It was the same on Darren Lockyer back in the day. If you ever went up on Darren Lockyer on kick pressure, you go one out, he just steps you every time. Sean Johnson, of course, is going to step Corey Horsburgh. And then, you know, just set himself, kick the field goal, and um, the Warriors get a win. And, you know, I know the Warriors will probably think, well, you know, we've got some issues, we've got some problems. But, boy, there's, um, there's five teams sitting down on four points now at the bottom of the ladder. Um, you know, you look at your Newcastle and your, your likes of the Titans and that, they've got serious issues. The Warriors have got at least a little four and four base to build from um, through eight rounds of the season. Well, I mean, the whole weekend uh, was highlighted really by the fact that the Broncos got up and beat the Sharks 16 7, uh, and that went against the grain for a lot of people. Oh, of course, yeah. No, that's an upset. I mean, Cronulla were, and, and I still don't think it's the end. I'm not saying that uh, their form's fake on the back of that one loss. The Cronulla's form's been the real deal. It was just, for whatever reason, um, a poor night. And there's a long way to go for Brisbane. But what we did see was something we haven't seen from them for a couple of seasons, and that was re- resilience. I mean, they kept Cronulla 
scoreless in the second half. They had to do a lot of goal line defence and they found a way. You know, they found a way to win, which, you know, they've just found ways to lose for, for two years. So that's, that's really encouraging for Brisbane. A very, very much a, a well-deserved win. And on the back of two, uh, the growing confidence to be back in rugby league and contact at that level of Tamari uh, Martin, who set up uh, Stags uh, for that stunner in the corner. Oh, one of the best, one of the best stories in rugby league at the moment, really, and and particularly when it revolves around one of the big, you know, uh, injury issues in the game, and that's concussions. The fact that. Uh, tomorrow night, and I must say I'm not quite in depth. I mean, I don't know what the last advice, but he's been given the clearance he's playing, and we wish him well for you know for for the rest of his um, his playing days. But yeah, he's a terrific young man. I think if you've had anything to do with him, you you instantly got a great impression of this young fella. And we're all very sad that his career was cut short, and now he's back, and he's a, a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Took a while for the Panthers to show their uh, their dominance. Uh, came in the second half, but up until that point. The Titans had caused them some problems. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I'd rather than say, look, Penrith off. I'd rather say, no credit to the Titans. They actually did have a bit of a crack, but there's, you know, their attacks lost their way. They just don't quite have it, and you're not going to find your best attacking form against one of the best defences in the league in the Panthers. Um, but the Panthers just know how to win. There was no panic. Um, you know, I've, uh, step up, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai in the second half. You know, key players in some big moments took their chances, um, and, and that's pretty much where, where it was won. And um, Penrith, eight from eight, uh, it's, uh, it's a, a very impressive achievement. What, what both Penrith and Melbourne are doing in this competition, they are two outstanding sides, and it's the job of everyone else to try and you know, come to their standard. Problems for Des Hasler, uh, beaten 40-22 to 22 by the Rabbitohs were the Sea Eagles, including a, le- uh, a red card for Carl Lawton, which caused a little bit of debate. What was your take on it? Well, I have it as a send-off. It's, it's, we were saying on my breakfast show here in Sydney this morning, it, I can't remember where we've had an incident that the two broadcasters in Australia, Channel 9, with the likes of Phil Gould and Billy Slater and Brad Fittler, um, are all no send-off. And all the commentators on Fox League, your, your Greg Alexander, your Michael Ennis, were all send-off. And I joined that. I, I thought send-off. It was um, so opposing view. And fans divided as well. But I think one-on-one dangerous tackle, send-off offence, uh, and has taken the early plea. Let's not you know, hide from that. He's taken a four-week suspension, so it's a fair whack out. And I say, rather than you know go through the... I say, well done to the referee, as long as that's the benchmark and it's going to happen again, um, that, uh, that the send-off is in place. Because the next day we had a two-man dangerous tackle in the Warriors game, Jack Whiten... Now, the, the, the consequence was the same for the ball carrier. He ended in the same position as Cameron Murray. But there wasn't even a sin bin for that. And now Jack Whitener's facing, like, he got a grade two charge for that, just a little under Carl Lawton. We've, we've got to get some clarity there. Just because there's two in the tackle, the, match, uh, the uh, bunker has to be smarter and say, well, no, the, the bloke doing the tipping is the most responsible in that tackle. He needs to be, you know, put in the sin bin at the very least. Jack Whiten should have been in the sin bin for his role in that tackle, but it's subsequently seen him charged, and we'll see him miss at least two weeks of footy. Just going back to uh, the Warriors games, and uh, one of the real good performances uh, from uh, our point of view over here was uh, the fact that uh, Dejan Assi was uh, gifted a chance to get back uh, into his NRL career, and he, he seemed to take it pretty accomplishedly. Yeah, it was a lovely photo, wasn't it, um, that came around um, last week of him as a young boy, uh, supporting the Warriors with the flag. Look, he's he's shown 
touches of, you know, he, he's, he's worth investing in. Uh, and obviously now there was a few roadblocks there at the Cowboys. They're looking pretty settled, and he probably had a pretty... Um, a, a bit mixed, he would have felt, in the off-season. The fact that they signed Tom Dearden and they signed Chad Townsend and they got Scott Drinkwater, you know, and they're, they're right for fullbacks. He probably wondered where he was going to fit in and it sort of made him, you know, pinch hitter in the centres and that sort of thing. Well, it's all part of the journey into becoming a first-grade player. I reckon he is worth investing in. I'm not saying he's a champion or anything like that, but I'd be prepared to put a little bit of time into him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's look at uh, time that's got to be put in and that probably... Um, incorporates the Eels this week with Brad Arthur um, looking at a pretty woeful performance where uh, they were just completely and utterly done by uh, North Queensland Cowboys. 35-4. It was a pace thing. Never in it. Uh, no. They, um, yeah, well, their only try was what with 15 minutes to go and the Cowboys, you know, I thought started the game pretty well, handled the conditions a bit better. There was always going to be drop ball up in Darwin. It's, 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 it's conditions foreign to the NRL in particular at this time of the year, but yeah. um, absolutely. But Parramatta to go from 39 to 2 the previous week against Newcastle, albeit you know, Newcastle pretty <laughs> timid opposition, to go to almost having the same happen to them, you, you do have to ask a question. Or, it, or put it this way, it keeps the question mark hanging over Parramatta. Just when you think, you know, golden point against Melbourne and some good performances, then they throw in this one. This doesn't happen to Melbourne. This doesn't happen to Penrith. So just when you thought, is it going to be the year? You know, they haven't won since 86 and that. Well, a game like that puts the doubters back in there. It almost takes them back to square one again. All right, re-establish your credentials again. So um, not helped by injury at the moment. There is a fair list. That, that is granted. Um, and a lot of controversy around, well, moving Dylan Brown out of 5'8 to centre. Well, Dylan Brown plays 5'8 the other night. Does it make a difference? Well, I think they're better served with Dylan Brown at 5'8. But it wasn't the fault of Jacob Arthur or that positional switch that had them beaten the other night. There, it just wasn't um, the Parramatta. Uh, like they, they were half of what they are at their best uh, in Darwin. And, and, and a committed Cowboys uh, put them to the sword. Uh, interesting result uh, over the weekend too was uh, on the back of Phil Gould taking over from all accounts a training session um, and and of course the signing of Josh Addo Carr uh, and the Bulldogs, I mean they did stun the Roosters, they did, 16-12 uh, I called this game um, and it was it was high on drama, Look, it's not like a, it wasn't a rugby league classic but for drama it certainly was and the, you know, the, 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 there was this, um, with Bulldogs fans, when you're a wooden spooner, you've won, you know, bugger all games the last few years, you've got this feeling of inev- inevitability that, no, we're going to get run down here, you know, and that's the way it was looking, um, 16 to 12, and then there's the, the chance of the try in the corner and it goes to the bunker, and then lo and behold, try this allowed and the Bulldogs hang on. They thoroughly deserve the win. There's no question of that. Um, they, they didn't even, when it got to the end of the game, I was asked by someone, well, who played best for the Bulldogs? Well, I couldn't really say. <laughs> Man of the match was certainly James Tedesco from the Roosters, but there hadn't been any standouts. But a bit like the Broncos on the Thursday night, the Bulldogs, and they haven't done this very often, found a way to win, found a way to hang on. Good start and, and, and then hang in there. So um, let's hope it's a sign of better things to come. What I will say it proved that there has been improvement in the Bulldogs because it's a game they would not have won last year. So that's what you take out of it, the fact that they got a way to win. Probably the Roosters are the biggest story. Their attack is, is not good at the moment. It's not good. And over the, So in the first eight rounds, Smithy, 
they've won four and lost four. In the next eight weeks, uh, the next eight rounds, they will play Parramatta and Penrith twice. They will play Melbourne and Cronulla. So they're batting at four and four, and now in six of their next eight games, they play, you know, four of the best teams in the competition across, you know, six of the rounds. Um, Yeah, question mark on Roosters. Pressure on Trent Robinson's team, no doubt. West Tigers uh, couldn't quite get themselves uh, out of jail as they had done quite uh, well in the last two encounters, uh, losing a pretty tight one against the Dragons. Oh, good game, Smithy. Yeah, good game. And, and shows that these sides have improved. You know, it shows a remarkable what winning does, you know, just puts you in better frame and they were more committed. Um, but Dragons deserving win. Good crowd down in Wollongong. Dragons now three in a row. Um, Tigers doesn't undo all their good work. Some people say, oh, well, you know, they're... no, they, they, were, they have improved. And and they needed to. I mean, they were they were horrible. Um, you know, less than a month ago. So, yes, it wasn't a win for the Tigers, but it is still improvement on what they were dishing up for the first four weeks, four or five weeks of the Premiership. And for the Dragons, uh, I, I had them in my eight at the start of the year. I had them as my bolter, and I'd sort of lost hope for them. But they've put together three, and they're um, they're back on the right path. What about ratings numbers? I mean, crowds and ratings. I mean, there's a, a lot of conjecture about rugby union and super rugby really battling to get people through the gate. Uh, even when they put it all on in, in one city, they couldn't quite grab the, the crowd at Melbourne. Uh, what, what are league numbers now? I read an article last week uh, about uh, Channel 9 really, really battling. Is that across the board or Fox going cool? Uh, the subscription ratings are good. Pay TV, the Fox ratings have been uh, have been good and are up on last year. And last year was a you know exceptional circumstances, or really the last two have, with uh, lockdowns and all that. So you didn't really know what was a genuine figure with people watching. But um, now that they take in the devices, you know all the different people. Like I watch a lot of rugby league on the phone, you know, getting around and, and your handheld devices and that sort of thing. So they take that into account now. So those ratings are up. Um, the free to air ratings down. Now, I, I can't put my finger on that, but I think overall, if you combine the two, I think you'll find the rugby league ratings are up. By comparison with the Super Rugby, like when you talk about the Magic Round and, and you know, they struggled to get the crowd at Amy Park. Can I tell you, outside of Melbourne, there were people in Sydney said we weren't even aware there was a Magic Round on. Um, so it was very encouraging for Rugby Union on the weekend just gone by that at Leichhardt Oval, you know, back in the suburbs, um, the Waratahs with that incredible win over the Crusaders, a good crowd, that will give them momentum because they still have another two matches to play at Leichhardt. So they're away from the stadium. They're still building Sydney Football Stadium. And, you know, a decision made to play at one of the most suburban of suburban grounds. Um, and it certainly came up trumps for them Saturday night. And, and we'll probably ensure all those people will go back for their next two. So uh, maybe a little sign of life there. But I, personally, Ian, I've got to say, and I do a breakfast show, you know, talking sport every morning, the profile of rugby union is, has never been lower. Um, and that is because the players of the Australian franchises, you know, the, the Wallabies could now walk down um, this, uh, George Street in the city naked and no one would know who they are. It is a starless competition now. And that's happened in a very short space of time. For a while there, Israel Folau was the biggest name. We all know he's now out of the picture. But, you know, Michael Hooper aside, there's not too many recognisable players. They, they, they've They've... You know, they're, they're losing a, a PR battle besides everything else. They're an unknown, the Wallabies. And, and, and of course, that flows on into the franchises. Well, I'll tell you what, success breeds success. And uh, we, I firmly believe, and a lot of our um, correspondents believe as well, uh, that the gap's closing between New Zealand and Australian sides in Super Rugby, Vossi, because 
that was always a sticking point that uh, they turn up and they get beat week after week. Their record last year was abysmal. Uh, already this year, the margins are closer and they're winning more. Oh, I think, well, that, that's a hope. Um, you know, we've had a few false dawn, Smithy, so there's probably a little bit of, bit of nervousness before, <laughs> um, you know, shouting from the rooftops. But, you know, if, if that sort of result, well, put it this way, Waratahs won't be $15 next time around, will they? But it's not right. often that a team in a two-horse race paying $15 um, it, it wins a game. Um, so, yeah, let's let's say, what's been a, an expression used during the COVID, and, and your Prime Minister would have used it, our, our political leaders did, green shoots. That, that, that's a green shoot, uh, the Warriors. Uh, the uh, Waratahs win over the Crusaders, and it's it's up to the other franchises and the Waratahs themselves to, to build on that, and they're doing it for the for the good of the game, for the good of the sport. Mm, they are. I've got a text in, Vossi, if you've got a, a minute just to answer this one, you probably will. Um, morning. What chance do, do you believe Vossi, uh, Reese Walsh, being at the Warriors next year? Heaps of speculation now. He is going to announce the signing at the Dolphins very shortly. Yeah, well, the more that the Dolphins miss out on other star players, obviously, the more likely Reese Walsh going to the Dolphins becomes uh, a real possibility. Um, I, I, I know there's a feeling among many of the Warriors that he wants to you know, stay in Australia, but. And, and it's just the way things have worked out over the last couple of seasons that he's in Australia anyway, um, the Dolphins would be uh, the, the the club most likely. Uh, over the weekend, we believe the Broncos have entered the market for Cameron Munster. So, you know, these other factors will impact Reese Walsh, I'm sure. Um, if the Dolphins were to pick up Cameron Munster, then perhaps they're not looking for Reese Walsh. But uh, if they miss out on Cameron Munster, and let's say the Broncos is genuine and Melbourne aren't out of the picture there either, then Reese Walsh may become priority number one as the next recruit for the Dolphins. That'll be hard for the Warriors to, to keep him. Vossi, great to have you back uh, on our uh, airwaves over here. Thanks so much for your calls over the um, over the uh, previous weekends, etc. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. Nice to have you back with us, man, and uh, we'll speak to you same time next week, eh? Yeah, yeah, good to, good to be on the program again, Smithy, from the home of the uh, Cricket World Cup, Smithy. Remember, we won it. Remember that? Oh, right. Yeah, OK. We're going to back then, are you? Uh, so, uh, oh, no, I'm just saying, they're, they're, you... be the intro. they're just a tag. They're from the home. Uh, let's cross to the home of the Cricket World Cup, Australia, women's and men's. OK. Just thought, Smithy, no? Oh, well, OK. Right, OK. <laughs> yeah, OK. Well, well, no, I'll give you that. I'll give you a heads up. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, Vossi won, Smithy nil. Um, yeah, well, OK. We'll give you that. Like, we're never going to get the bled at low. You own that. So, you know, we've, we've stopped fighting over that. Yes. OK. Well, okay, but no, World Cup, you can't be much, you can't be much better than world champions, so um, we're working on it. Don't worry, we're coming up with a cunning plan, a cunning plan. <laughs> okay, cunning plan. It's on again, Thank you. It's on again. <laughs> when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.